0: We will be speaking with Zora and Mondani shortly uh, as we now turn uh, to mass transit Uh, here in New York. Subway and bus fares seem to only go one way and that's up. But on September 24th, the MTA threw those fare hikes in reverse for riders on five of its bus routes. Uh, Those bus routes, one in each borough are now free for all riders. It's a six month pilot project to see if free fares will drive up bus ridership and increase the speed of the buses whose drivers no longer have to collect fares. What are riders say? Well, let's listen
1: in. The Independent News Hour wanted to find out what New Yorkers were thinking about the free buses so far. We jumped on the B-60 from Williamsburg to Canarsie to learn more. My name's Elias Guerra. Do you like the free Yeah, yeah, actually I do. Almost like being in a limo.
0: You think it's a good thing
1: for them to have the free buses? Yeah, it's a good thing, yeah, I mean, yeah. Get people going where they're going, because things are hard these days, you know? So it helped a lot of people, including me.
0: I think it's a great idea, but I still had to pay because I had to transfer. I'm
1: going to use you on the train. Everybody go usually train or I can walk it. But I said, notice noticed this was a free bus, so I said, well, I'm not gonna walk all
0: the way home now. So, <laughs> um, I do wish they had it on more lines. It's definitely, um, especially like the buses that go to like the hospitals, the airport, um, by the train stations. I feel like those buses should be free. It's good for the people who actually do pay. So you know, they won't like you know they could take a break. They need to do it every day on all the buses. I like riding this free. I ain't gotta pay nothing. Wait, it's a thought. They might lose money, but then
1: in the end, they might gain. Sometimes you just don't have enough for the whole fair. I think they should do, like like the b44 select or something like that because that's where most
0: people like you know do their transfers
1: my car just ran out so i'm on the bus today because it's free
0: hey we put out enough for the one to jump the turnstile or sneak in the back so why not you're definitely paying
1: enough because i'm paying and they get to ride free, and you know, but the fare is too high, so I see why a lot of them do that.
0: So, so I want to start small yeah. and then work your way up, yeah, intermittently, you know, like say around holidays, you know, that would be a good idea because you get more people riding to go shopping, boost the economy a little bit. All right, that was the Independent News Hour's Elias Guerra uh speaking with uh passengers on the B60 uh uh bus in Brooklyn about uh now enjoying free fares uh, the other buses uh that have free fares are the Q4 in Queens the M116 in Manhattan the the BX uh 18A and 18B in the Bronx and the S46 and 96 on Staten Island so if you live any, anywhere Along near those routes, you might want to enjoy a free ride uh, in the near future. Uh, Joining us today to talk more about the free bus fare program is state assembly member Zoran Mamdani, a Democratic socialist who represents Assembly District 36 in Astoria, Queens. Last spring, he led the push in Albany to win funding for this experiment. Zoran Mamdani, welcome to WBAI Radio.
1: Thank you so much for having me, and I'm sorry for my tardiness. No problem. I'm glad you could make it. So, uh, first of all,
0: your reaction to what you just heard from the passengers on the b six sixty in Brooklyn, which travels from all the way from Williamsburg to Canarsie, uh, giving their reaction to now having free bus service.
1: It's such a lovely moment to hear in the words of the working class people themselves the the thoughts that we've had for a long time, which is that this pilot program will give people relief at the time when they need it most. And it will engender a response that is not only supportive, but reflective of a larger demand that this pilot be expanded to more lines and more routes and start the beginning of a new way that we think about public transit.
0: Right. And so what did push you um, to push for this program? I think you know, personally, I always think of free as something that's relatively rare in New York City. Um, other than, you know, a lot of summer, great summer programming, everything else seems to cost money.
1: <laughs> you know, I, th- I think it's uh, this has been part of a platform that I have run on since I first ran for office in 2020. The idea that public transit is a public good and therefore there should be. No New Yorker that is priced out of the use of that good, and it is something that has also been motivated by the work of so many uh, who have come before me. Namely, thinking of you know TWU um, member and, and and vice president JP Potafio, the head of the TWU International, John Samuelson. These are many, many different advocates for the idea of bus transit being free transit. And then when you take that overall idea and you look at the statistics of the fact that 20% of low-income New Yorkers are foregoing job opportunities and healthcare appointments because of the cost of the fare, you see a very specific need for this in this immediate moment. And time and again, when this has been implemented in other municipalities across the country, you've seen positive results in terms of making the bus go faster by reducing the dwell time results in terms of passengers feeling safer because of a decline in assaults given the fact that significant number of assaults are tied to farebox collection and when you take that out entirely you reduce any and all tensions in the bus and then the point of of ensuring that now every single rider of those five different routes can take the bus whenever they want, not just when they have two ninety in their pocket.
0: Mm. And, and can you elaborate a little bit more uh, on where else uh, free bus service has been implemented in this country? I understand it's something like 40 cities and towns that either have full or limited uh, free bus service.
1: You know, when I was standing on a hundred East 170th and grand concourse in the Bronx, at the bx18a and b bus stop speaking to riders one of them told me i've been waiting for this for so long because i used to live in westchester and we would wait for the summer every single year because that's when we would get free bus transit and so we don't even have to look that far to see where free bus transit has been implemented it's right here in our in our own state but when i'm thinking of examples the most prominent of them come from Boston, which has trialed two different free bus routes and saw a 23% reduction in dwell time at bus stops because those buses now used all door boarding because they didn't have to focus on fare collection. And because you took away the time of passengers standing in line and fiddling around their bag, looking for their Metro card and the auntie who's trying to count the exact change and put it into the receptacle. And then we've also seen it in Kansas City where in the year after free buses were implemented in Kansas City, there was a 39% drop in assaults on those buses and an 80% increase in passengers feeling safer uh, because of the implementation of that system. So we're seeing these examples in in many different places, and I think for too long. We have taken this idea of New York exceptionalism and said, actually, things that are working elsewhere could never work here. But we know that's not the truth, that in fact, that which working people benefit from elsewhere is what working people could benefit from here. And it's about time that we're finally getting to the point where we're delivering that those same kinds of results for the very working class New Yorkers that are being priced out of their lives in every other sector
0: right and and what was the hardest part of getting other democrats in the state legislature who who are not socialists and the governor who is not a socialist on board with this free initiative
1: no i think that the the hardest thing is that this is something that is unprecedented to to be tried um here here in new york city you know we we have had A moment in the midst of COVID when, um, when buses were free, but to affirmatively do it as opposed to, you know, do so in in the response to a crisis, it takes a different mindset and it challenges the existing understanding of the MTA, which though we know it's a public authority, we often speak about it in the context of it needs to recoup as much money as it spends, it is losing money, things that we will never say about our education system or about our sanitation department or about the fire department. We understand those as critical um, public goods that, that can't really have a price be put on them. But when it comes to public transit, we have looked at it almost as if it is a company that happens to be public. And I think that challenging that and challenging an economic model that states that its funding must rely upon fare increases at a regular level, that is a very difficult thing to question and what i'm so happy about is the fact that our coalition is charting a new course for public transit where not only did we reduce the scope of the proposed fare hike but we simultaneously won 35 million dollars in new service for more than 12 for, more than, for for 12 subway lines across the city as well as 15 million dollars for this fare-free bus pilot and so we will see as you have shown in the interviews that you've done for riders in the B60 that this is something that new Yorkers want and now we have opened the door to it as a possibility. It's up to us to keep that door open and, in fact, start to push it even more.
0: Right. We're, we're coming down to our uh, final uh, minute or so here, unfortunately. But uh, can you uh, uh, describe for us where this goes next when this six-month uh, pilot project uh, uh, comes to an end? I know you'll be in Albany next uh, winter and spring uh, duking out around another uh, state budget. Uh, how do you uh, foresee that going? And also, uh, just to stretch a little further here, the city has a fair fares program that provides half price uh, uh, transit fares to uh, low income New Yorkers who, who qualify for that. But why do you favor a more universal approach instead of this targeted approach, which is often the way that uh, more conventional uh, Democrats uh, like to go with uh, making social uh, programs available to people?
1: So what I would say is that this pilot, which is anywhere between 6 to 12 months, the earliest it could end is right in the middle of the budget season, which in some ways is opportune because of the fact that we will have to make a decision next year in Albany as to whether to maintain this program and, in fact, whether to also expand this program. And so I think that... In these, over these next six months, we will get the results. We will hear the anecdotes. We will have interviews such as the ones that you've conducted to understand how is this going and what should its future look like? I very much believe that we must expand this program and follow the, the requests and the demands of the everyday New Yorkers who are using this program. Um, you know, to, to your point and your question about fair fares, fair fairs is a means tested program. And as we have seen with means tested programs versus universal We're down to
0: our last uh, 15 seconds.
1: Oh, I'll be very, very quick. Basically, means tested programs do not work. Right now, only less than 50% of eligible New Yorkers are even enrolled in fairfares. When you take away the barrier to entry, you allow everyone onto the bus who would benefit from it. You can actually see your intent be realized. Okay.
0: Uh, Zoran Assembly Member from Astoria, Democratic Socialist, thank you so much for joining us today on WBAI Radio.
1: Very welcome. Thank you so much for having me.